0: Hi, I'm Mary Keurig with Runners Innovate and welcome to another edition of uh, our online media platform uh, series that we have. And today we have Chuck Wama of Kenwa. And Chuck, as I call him, or CEO, as he's lovingly referred to online, uh, is a social entrepreneur and has a heavy background in uh, education, school administration. And uh, he's a coordinator of the Values Project, And uh, he is so involved in entrepreneurship and advocacy and networking and good governance, all of the above, um, that we wanted to bring him forward. And let's find out a little bit about him and the work that he's doing. Because as we know, in the African continent, leaders like Chuck, I'm calling him Chuck, uh, are so needed and to to get things rolling in the right direction. So Chuck, welcome to our format and uh, my interview platform. So we're tickled to to get to know you a little bit more. You and I have already spoken and we've done some introductions back and forth. So I feel like I know you real well already. But we're going to let you talk about your background first to everybody else so they can get a chance to get to know you. So let's start there. So welcome and tell us a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Mary. I'm pleased to be on this uh, platform. Uh, Well, I'm somebody, basically, let me start uh, from the angle of the family. And then before I get into the professional background, and of course, uh, in terms of the things I do now in the society, uh, basically, I I came from a background of six children, Mm. You know, Yeah, six, and I'm the last out of the six. Oh, you're <laughs> and, the baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, one very interesting thing that happened uh, when I was born was I was only nine days uh, when my dad and my mom had a problem. Uh, my dad sent away my mom, and uh, just nine days, just a day after circumcision. Uh, so I was basically raised up by a single parent uh, mm-hmm. who happened to be an educator a teacher, and of course, uh, she founded an institution. Mm-hmm. So over time, growing up under her, and somebody that very passionate about humans, like she was into humanitarian services. She had passion for human capital development. So growing up under her, she kept on telling me, you know, that our dad was not there for us. So we just have to make her proud. So like I drew that inspiration. She was like a great hero. Taking after her. So when I was done with uh, the university, uh, the first work I wanted to do was to join the military because very passionate about Nigeria, yes. Uh I wanted to serve. Yeah. So, but then she said that out of all of the children, she discovered I share some passion with her in terms of human capital development. And of course, that's very true. Very passionate about, about teacher, teaching about children, you know, about youth, because she also she had she founded both nursery, primary, and secondary school.
0: Wow. So, uh,
1: yes, so I was done with my youth service then at age 23. I became a school uh, director, the director of the school. Okay. Uh, then it was about, uh, just about 50 50 teachers uh, working across uh, three sections of the school. As we speak at the moment, the staffing is uh, about 101, 101 staff of the institution, you know, with uh, children across of all ages, for the nursery, primary, secondary school, so that's about background in terms of education. I practically learned, uh, you know, how to be a great teacher and that mom. Yeah. Taking yeah. Yes. Right. You
0: you learn by just jumping right in, and uh, yeah, you know, that was a great experience for you, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Okay, bring us up to date now from that experience. What you're what you're doing now?
1: Yes. You know, the, the, the correlation it has, like, uh, pa- particularly for me, I discovered that most of the things I do now has an exhaust to do with teaching, impacting knowledge to people. Whether it be at the classroom, or on television, I get to talk a lot on national television. I will send in some of those links, like, I'm a regular okay. on analyzing yeah. issues that have to do with policy, issues that has to do with security, issues that has to do with youth development, governance, especially like any issue that trending issues, emerging issues within Nigerian space that has to do with governance, you know. Uh, So basically, I do public affairs analysis. You try to make out economic sense, security sense, out of, you know, rising matters within the nation. And then beyond that, also like under the lead network, uh, where I'm also the executive director, you know, It's pretty a new uh, 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 NGO, you Uh know, Lead Network. Lead is the acronym for Leadership, Entrepreneurship and Advocacy Network, Leadership, Entrepreneurship and Advocacy Network. And of course, what it's all about is like helping to inspire the next generation of leaders Mm -hmm. who look at young people out there, inspire them to first learn how to lead themselves to manage their times, to manage their priority, to manage their you know the things they want to achieve, find a, find a, a, you know, a direction for themselves, and then they cannot become a point of direction for others. So one of the things I've laid emphasis on over time is personal leadership, yeah. the need for people to get it right with themselves first, and then you can lead others. Mm-hmm. And then I'm very passionate about entrepreneurs, very, very passionate. You know, because the jobs are not readily available. So what we say, young persons, is you can actually create a fortune for yourself. You can deploy your talent. You can be apprenticed. You can learn under someone that is already an entrepreneur there. And you can be able to find your feet, either in the arts, fashion, music, ranging from one, one field to another, especially when it has to do with empowering. Women entrepreneurs, because of course it appeared that they have limited spaces to express themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. So we try to let them know that you can, you can.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, you've got a lot of irons in the fire, as we say, <laughs> or wearing a lot of that. Yeah, hats thank for you for sure. So that explains the the lead networking organization. Um, and and how new is that? You said it's fairly fairly young uh, NGO, right? Yes, it
1: is, the lead is fairly young. Yes, yes, two years. Last two. Yes, yeah, two years. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Two years, but I found that organization. Where are you
0: finding the people to connect to for that organization? What? Are, how are you building that? Um, you know, how, are you partnering with other organizations? Are you just recruiting by social media? How are you working with that organization?
1: Okay, uh, at the moment, like in terms of uh, uh, collaborations. Uh, and in training people and in getting people like I mean, members for the organization, I'm, I'm very much a grassroots person. Yeah. So, apart from the online, we try to like interface with young persons yeah. physically mm-hmm. to engage them. We hold physical trainings. Mm-hmm. Of course, we also have like our website there and mm-hmm. we have our a, a, a social media platforms. We're on Twitter, uh, we are also on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, our major focus is on interfacing with people, you know, you know, being able to impact them physically, counsel them, find out what they want to do and how we can be of help. We've not been able to get any funding, but of course, one of the things also that has helped us over the years is leveraging on the social capital i built over the years. So sometimes you could get free venue, free media coverage, mm-hmm. or like people offering to train participants at your training for free of charge. Like uh, the last uh, summit we did, a summit I've hosted for the past six years, we'll call that Employability and Entrepreneurship Summit. Mm -hmm. Employability and Entrepreneurship Summit. And the last one, uh, in one particular uh, panel we had, we'll call that uh, Four Sector CEO Forum. Four Sector CEO Forum. So uh, we got a CEO uh, from Auto Mechanics and Mm -hmm. Mechatronics, we had one from ICT. We had one from agriculture and, of course, real estate. So, after that, like many of them offered to train, like some young persons that have interest in their field at no cost. And that was quite impressive because, of course, once someone is trained, is apprenticed, the person can be able to start out. You know, when you have the fund, you can actually get the tools for yourself. If you don't, we advise them to combine with whoever trained them, you know, get to serve for some years. Like we have a very unique apprenticeship model in this part of the world, mm-hmm. which have also been understudied by um, the Harvard Business School.
0: Oh. And
1: currently, yes, yes. It started in Igbo land, you can check that out, right? Igbo land, I'm Igbo for by tribe. Like what that means is it basically addresses the major problem that, that you know, that startups experience. And that is in terms of finding mentorship and funding. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Zoom's doing its fun thing again and freezing you up.
1: How the apprenticeship model works is basically, you stay under. yeah, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can now, you were frozen for okay. a second, but yeah, okay. start to explain yeah, the model because we didn't yes. hear anything okay. about the model. So how the model-
1: Yes, how the model works is you serve someone after some time, learn the trade, and after that, after about three to five years, the person gets to settle you with tools and funding so you're able to start up your own business. So that's how it works. It's able to solve the issue of finding both mentorship and funding, and it's been very effective. Yes.
0: So let me see if I get this straight. So if um, you have a business that wants to to have an apprentice, they sign up for the program or whatever, They, they bring that person in under them and that person apprentices with them for three to five years. At the end of that period of time, they can't that business needs to provide a little bit of funding seed funding for that person to go out and start their own business
1: yes yes yes
0: wow that's amazing
1: very effective very effective the
0: apprenticeship is free so for the seed in order to get the seed funding they've got to agree to work with that business for three to five years and then yes, okay and then they get the seed funding to to move on the, yes. the thing about that that comes to my mind is if you're training somebody to be your competitor (laughs) how would that work okay (laughs) all the knowledge uh, you gave them and all the secret sauce that you have
1: yeah yeah yeah. the the, the way it works like really is that uh like for instance if you you train someone like um in the new york your own business is found is in the new york Then certainly the person have to go to like Philadelphia to open the business. Okay.
0: Okay. They can't be. So it's a non compete. (laughs) So that's how it works. There'll be a non compete clause. Okay. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I could see, you know, I'm not a believer in competition. I feel like everybody should have, you know, there's plenty of work for everybody, there's plenty of clients for everybody. And it's more of a spiritual thing. If it gels with me, great. If it doesn't, then I'm going to move you to somebody else that I know that could, you know, could get, could benefit from the relationship. But uh, that's, that's interesting. That's very fascinating. So it's been working really well. Then that Yeah, time. it
1: works pretty well, yes. Awesome,
0: Awesome. Fantastic. So I wanted to get, uh, I had on my note sheet, the, the coordinator of the Values Project. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Okay, yeah. Like uh, the Values Project, basically, it's a, a project I founded in 2012. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's yet to wet. Helping to infuse the right values, values of nationalism, uh, you know, in people, patriotism, how they could be patriotic, you know, how they can follow the rules that is set out, obey traffic rules. Uh You know, uh, when when, when you finish, like, taking stuff and you want to ditch the, you know, uh, 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 the waste, the sachet, you know, you have to put it in the right place. You don't just dump it anywhere. So we discovered one of the, what actually inspired me to do to undertake that project. I live in a nation where we have too much of rules, rules, but uh, less regard for values. So we said, Oh, rules actually, you know, like we said, that people do not do what you, you know, expect, but what you inspect? So when you make the rules, you, you have to like inspect to ensure compliance, right? You know, but of course, when you have to like set the values and all the rest. Right, just just a moment. So
0: okay. <laughs> he must be in a place with lots of noise around. So he's <laughs> all right. That's Hello. Awesome. Yeah, yeah we got so it.
1: like the, the yes the the, the the idea behind that right it's like um you know when you have too much of rules everywhere but less regard for values. Okay. Values, anything I have as value, whether yeah. someone is there watching me or not, then certainly I do that because the value is something I esteem. I understand the very essence. But when you talk about rules, you know, when you make rules, you need someone to watch people yes. to ensure that they comply with those rules. So we, I discovered that it's easier and better to build like a kind of, um, uh, a nation
0: uh-huh.
1: based on values, you know, working on people's mindset than uh, just um, trying to enforce laws on them, you know, by default. <laughs> to
0: me, you know, it's like I'd character like... building. It's character building when you, yes. when you instill yes. the values. And, you know, I've heard that consistently. I have not run into anybody from your continent that was, I'd say negligent on, uh, rules or values, but I do know that it exists. It exists
1: everywhere.
0: And the younger, uh, set, I think hate the rules and don't want to follow them. And so that you've got a lot of issues with that. And, you know, the sense of authority, uh, of, over people sometimes, uh, you know, I think about, you know, the military, Um, back when I was running a chamber of commerce, really close to the back door of uh, the world's largest Marine Corps air station, I would get a lot of young fellows that were coming out of the, the Corps who wanted to start their own businesses and would tell me that they never wanted to hear from a drill sergeant again. They never wanted anybody to tell them what to do or how to do it again. And so I think it is a mindset thing. And if the younger you are and you go into a situation where there's a lot of rules, the more, um, I guess you would buck the system, so to speak, the more insistence on doing your own thing. Um, but I think if there's some kind of a balance of being able to be heard, getting your voice heard, plus the values, then you feel like then that, that's a way of life you can deal with. That's a way of life that's yeah. good. Every, every human being yeah. feels like they just want to count for something. They want to have a voice in whatever is going on. So, whenever yeah. I work on committees or whatever, you'd always have to think about how to have, let everybody have investment in what was going on, because if they had investment and in say so, they have their voice heard, they're more likely to be on board with everything. The unfortunate yeah, part where you are is a lot of government rules. <laughs> and so, you're not <laughs> able to do a lot of that. So, we're yeah. going to. Uh, put some wheels under you to get into the governance end of things so you could yeah, yeah, yeah that side of the house. Yeah, sure. But this is great. I mean, uh, you, you cannot go wrong in values training. I mean, there's just no way you can, you can miss the mark on that. So these are the things that you're involved in right now. Is there something new coming in the next year or is there something that you're wanting to expand particularly? Tell me what's happening or what you envision for the next year.
1: Okay, uh, like uh, next year, of course, um, I want to train more entrepreneurs. Okay. And um, yes, and um, uh, one of the projects I'm working on now is um, raising up more young persons as SDG advocates to identify one uh, sustainable development goals they can work with, they can identify with. Okay. You know, because I discovered the best is to catch them young. And uh, currently, yes, Uh, with uh, one of my lecturers at uh, UNITA, that's the United Nations Institute for Training and Research, he linked me up with his uh, teacher, you know, because he's pretty young. Uh So his secondary school teacher that inspired him into becoming a diplomat, he works with United Nations now, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it's one of the, the course directors. So he linked us up, and uh, he he's in charge of change change makers in Germany. So there is a project we are running uh, concurrently now, both in Germany and of course in in Enugu, Nigeria, for students oh. like involving 2020 students from both end, educating them about uh, SDG, and of course um, Julian have also promised to. Um, a kind of uh, give a free course, United Nations course to the students on both angles. That will be done virtually. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, there is also an SDG summit coming up in Germany uh, June next year. And um, Mr. Axel has also invited me. So we are trying to work around training more young persons to appreciate their role in actualizing the SDGs by 2030. And then also want to do a lot more in terms of getting young persons engaged. Mm -hmm. Because the commonest thing here is for people to come out of school and there is no job anywhere, no work anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's very painful. And of course, according to our economists, when you have a high unemployment rate plus a high inflation rate, that is equal to the mixed Index. So... We see like lots of young persons getting into depression, seemingly frustrated because, you know, two things. Mm -hmm. First is that the quality of education they had never really prepared them to become entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. They were actually trained to look for white-collar jobs, which are not really available. So when they are done from school, it is the responsibility of some of us in the uh, social social space to see how to now begin to direct them to look uh, the way of entrepreneurship as a way to help
0: themselves yeah you you hit a big piece right there when you said um, that a lot of you know kids are getting trained for the the white collar jobs the big ticket jobs and honestly if they could find a job in what they're being trained for it would pay them pretty well and they'd have a good living but the chances of them doing that where they're located not real not realistic um i have a mentee in nigeria who's also being trained for something that i'm kind of concerned whether or not she's going to be able to find a job in country for that but maybe she you know she could very well do that outside of country but um you know, it just—it's what you know—it's where her path is, and so it, yeah, it, I could see that being a real a real problem to address. Um, you know, I just feel like there are more more realistic opportunities out there for a lot of the, the youth. Um, this is this is good stuff. You, you're just into all kinds of cool things. But as I've told you when we started, uh, the last question is: Who do you need to help you grow what you're doing over the next year? What type of
1: people do you need? Yeah, uh, basically. Let me first thank you for connecting us to Ambassador Khan.
0: Yeah,
1: I always love to see myself as a, uh, a student for life, a life student. <laughs> yeah, I love to, to learn. <laughs> yeah, I love to learn because uh, capacity building does it does it for me, and uh, that was how I connected to Sharon. You know, on the platform of uh, UNITA. Just keep learning. I also started a course uh, yesterday on cultural diplomacy, right? Short courses. So by the time I'm done with that, I must have completed my diploma, my diploma in multicultural diplomacy. Okay, cool. So I want to learn more. uh, The kind of persons, and I'm also happy. I've met one of them, and that's Mary. I'm so (laughs) privileged to meet you, like inspire I, I
0: like i'm talking to the future minister of education for nigeria is what i feel like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure, that's sure, what sure. we're talking about yeah. here
1: yeah <laughs> i, I I'll appreciate that so I, i'm looking for opportunities like uh, i'm basically like looking out for opportunity first to do a course out of nigeria maybe a one year course where i could learn practically i've had opportunity of visiting uh, six nations um four African countries and then two Asian countries. So I'm looking at opportunity of like this time, not just visiting to stay uh, just a few days, like maybe two weeks uh, on holidays, but this time around having an opportunity of learning with others from different parts of uh, the world, you know, learning practically for like six months to one year. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe, you know, culture is transferable. Like I want to see have that opportunity of like learning some things, like getting more passionate about how systems work, mm-hmm. you know, for countries that have like good systems. Yeah. i visited uh, Singapore, but I just stayed there like uh, two weeks. It's pretty, a very wonderful country. And also Dubai, that's the UAE. And uh, of course, hope to be in Dubai for the World Expo uh, mm-hmm. sometime in November. Mm -hmm. I'll be there because a lot of innovations, I love getting inspired but I'm endlessly looking out for like opportunity to learn in an environment other than Nigeria, other than Africa for about one year and then I'm also looking at uh, collaborating opportunities apart from learning opportunities I'm looking out for opportunities to collaborate with those that are very passionate about um, empowering women entrepreneurs mm-hmm. empowering women entrepreneurs i think a whole lot has to be done in that regard uh, because especially as we advocate for gender equality one of the very interesting thing that happened here in this part of the world is um if you like you you take a lady out maybe for a dinner or a lunch it is expected you pay for everything as a matter of fact when you tell a lady "I love you," here, the normal thing is for her to begin to think that all of her responsibilities is now your responsibility. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> be careful when you say that word; then it means yes. something. <laughs>
1: yeah. So you have to. like pay for everything, and um, I think one of the ways to correct that is to really help our ladies to be financially stable, because interesting is only like in recent time where many parents could believe like sponsoring their females up to university education. Yeah. Before now, like if you just sponsor your sons and leave the daughters, because of course it's the responsibility of whoever loves them or whoever they get to marry,
0: they maybe their the boyfriend truth. or their
1: husband to take care of everything yeah. about them. And so I'm very passionate. Being that I, I think was my own father of- had that idea about
0: me. So. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was what he was thinking. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So,
0: so women's uh, empowerment and gender equality, and of course, financial freedom or at least some into independence for women. Um, where do you see yourself fitting with that? When you when you say you want to meet somebody who uh, who's into that that can help you with that? Do you have a Do you have a vision for what could happen with that? If you met the right person, and I said. Chuck, I have somebody in Africa that could help you with whatever you want to do in that regard. Would you think I'm going to produce a summit? Would you think I want us to produce a series of um, events, webinars, or whatever? Would you see, I want to take her out on the in the field and have her work one-on-one with these people. What, what would you envision of that?
1: Okay, like in terms of the collaboration, of course, maybe someone also that have worked with uh, women entrepreneurs, we need uh, the person's expertise. We can organize webinars for female entrepreneurs. I've done that with Julian Kaleti, yeah. where we got, uh, get, uh, like, got a whole lot of professionals, right? Mm-hmm. I sponsored the training. So got them into a hall, and then we connected Julian through um, a, a, a Zoom. yeah. And yes, and then television, like the, yeah. all of the more visuals yeah. It was quite amazing. He interacted with the young professionals in Enugu. So... I love that, like ability. Also, like volunteering could be like in terms of time. Yeah, it could be like maybe we think of like projects where young persons could pitch the ideas. Young females, those that have business ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, if there is any funding to help them, uh, that would also be nice. Yeah. But of course, uh, the third aspect, which is uh, the most important, is also like volunteer opportunities now for those for those girls, right? Yeah, like getting a volunteer opportunity. I know there was one that came up in the UN headquarters Mm -hmm. in New York, and of course uh, Julian told me that that they need a female that is less than twenty nine years. I actually recommended a female. She was twenty seven as I then, and of course uh, she made a first class in school, and had an international passport. So. Uh, Julian was ready to help out. So, such fun. kind of opportunities to help people yeah. build capacity.
0: Well, you it's know, that's, also that's, like yeah, that's fascinating. So, maybe kind of like what we were talking about before we got on uh, record is being able to train these ladies up to a place where maybe at least some might be eligible for future um, leadership opportunities like what you just mentioned. Like, you know, they got to be to a certain level to be able to get to that place. Um, So to be eligible for things like that. So from a mental and uh, skill standpoint, being able to get them there. Um, The lady I have in mind works with uh, ladies who would be entrepreneurs there. It's a mix. It's professional. And then it's just starting out like in cottage industries, what you'd say. Um, and it, it runs a gamut of entrepreneurship uh, all the way through wellness, personal wellness, um, which is part of that. I think she has a, a real feel for that. Um, I've heard her speak. I've, I've interviewed her. I was talking to her this morning on WhatsApp. She's in um, South Africa. And so I, I don't know how far from Johannesburg, but she she's in an area that's been really conflict ridden um, over the last little while with shootings and whatnot. So. Um, she and I weren't able to talk today because I think they have electricity problems in her area. Surprise! Uh, but uh, she may be somebody of interest to you. And I have someone else I want to talk to you about that has emerged in my brain um, right after this. So um, that could be a really interesting opportunity uh, there for both of you. So Let's um, let's end on this note. So everybody watching um, this is there's some rich opportunities here for you to get involved and collaborate with this young man. And so uh, if you see yourself here, reach out. Uh, We'll you know, we'll have his contact information via LinkedIn and some of the, the links that he provides for his social at www.frontrunnersinnovate.com. So go there to see this. You'll see this interview and then some more information along with his bio. So he could be an excellent speaker um, for one of your events. And uh, I already have in mind him for another speaking gig. (laughs) Let me write that down before I forget. Uh, So this is terrific. So thank you, uh, Chuck. We appreciate all that you're doing here. And everyone, thank you for watching. And uh, we'll follow along. We'll see how things are going check in with you again. Okay. Thanks. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you.